everybody, and welcome to Observe It in Yellow, a SpongeBob deep dive, the podcast where me and my friends talk about the making of and our admiration for SpongeBob SquarePants. My name is Sam Roberts. I'll be your tour guide today of uh, the magical world of Bikini Bottom. Welcome. Um, please keep your hands inside the submarine at all times. Um, no lie. Uh, so I, um, one summer in college, uh, spent a summer as redundant i spent a summer one summer in college in um pittsburgh or not pittsburgh in pennsylvania not in pittsburgh but it, but it was in pennsylvania um and they over all all all, all yins on the east coast um call it uh a, a tour right am i saying that right like a band goes on tour um i mean not like like i said it kind of like with with a draw i didn't mean that but but they say tour you know i'll be your tour guide in all my life, I've always said tour because I come from, you know, the very, the dead center of the Midwest or whatever. And, and I know that it's tour, I get, but I, it's so hard for me to say the word now. And so sometimes I have to like consciously uh, say tour because otherwise I know I'm going to accidentally say tour and then my wife's going to, you know, give me crap about it. Um, anyway, speaking of my wife giving me crap about stuff, she's on the podcast today, so I haven't edited the uh, episode yet. Last week, I, you know, was like, just edited the podcast, and it's going to be a really good episode. I have not edited this one yet, have recorded it, have not edited it. It's not ready yet. Um, so I cannot promise you that it's a good episode, but Morgan's on the episode, so I can pretty much promise uh, that it's going to be a wild ride. But before we get to that... I've got a couple of segments for you, uh, kids. Listen, we've got some news. We've got some listener mail. We've got some season three story time. And we've got a little bit of trivia clock. Let's first uh, start with the news. Breaking news. Okay, so in SpongeBob news lately, um, this might be pretty self-serving, but I mean, you could call this segment... Um, some of the writers on Spongebob interacted with me on Twitter again, so I'm going to tell you about it. But I, I do think that there's actually some like interesting trivia here to talk about. Okay, so um, earlier in the week, uh, Paul Tibbet, um, former writer on the show, former showrunner after Steven Hillenburg, uh, he tweeted um, at Paul Tibbet, just cleaned out an old storage unit, came across some old Spongebob stuff. This was a crew gift early on. I never drank out of it, which may explain why I still have it 20 years on. And it's uh, this tall, white mug it looks real slick um and it's got spongebob uh like inked onto the side and it and it's like the um kind of doodle looking spongebob not doodle bob but like you know in the theme song um when it says created by steven hillenbrook like right at the very end and there's like a sketch version of spongebob it's that spongebob right so that was really fun uh, immediately after this though uh jay lender at jay lender one responds to him former uh, writer uh, and has responded to us um, a couple times uh, on Twitter. He said, "Yesterday, my one-of-a-kind unused SpongeBob Stein was a priceless, or, or was priceless rather. Now it's only worth fifty percent of that. Thanks, Paul. And he's got a photo of his tall white SpongeBob mug. I'm like, that's sick. And then Sherm Cohen, who has also been kind enough to respond to me once or twice before, um, he tweets in response to him." Can't reach it, can't break it. And he's got a photo of his white SpongeBob mug sitting up on a shelf. And I was like, this is so fun. Just this trifecta of probably the three most active Twitter users of uh, the old cast 
right? Uh, well, actually, Jeffrey Hutchins is pretty active. Anyway, so that's just really, really fun, like, seeing the three of them interact. But then I had the thought, some of you may remember, um, there's not a lot of audio commentaries out there from the making of the first three seasons, um, but there's a few. And one of those is on the episode Shanghai. And when we covered that episode on the podcast, I shared uh, that the joke in that episode, whether in um, the Flying Dutchman's bunk room, uh, SpongeBob asks, why did uh, Mr. Dutchman like have us wait back here? Patrick says, maybe he's going to give us a reward. SpongeBob says, like movie passes. And Patrick says, or an oversized coffee mug. And then they're like, you know, bouncing on the like bench or whatever on the audio commentary. Um, Carl Greenblatt reveals that that was based on actual gifts that Nickelodeon gifted the crew at one point movie passes, um, and, um, uh, oversized coffee mug. And, um, then him and Aaron, uh, make some jokes back and forth. Like rather than pay you, here's a coffee mug, you know, kind of fun. So anyway, so when I saw these posts of these very specific, specific SpongeBob mugs that, you know, Paul Dibbett said in his early tweet, it was a crew gift early on. Um, I was like, oh my gosh, that must be the mug. So I responded, said, OMG, this must be the mug that inspired Carl and Aaron's joke in Shanghai, LOL. And then I posted um, some screen uh, captures from that scene, right? With the captions on or whatever. And almost immediately, Sherm Cohen, well, immediately Jay Lender likes my tweet. And then Sherm Cohen likes my tweet. And then I'm not, I swear, <laughs> I'm, I, if you don't believe me, I don't blame you. But I swear I'm not just like bragging, like, they like my tweet, everybody. Um, I'm going to print it off and put it on my fridge. No, um, it's just it was sick that like at first I was like, oh, are they confirming this? But then immediately Sherm Cohen responds and said, no, nah, that was this one. And then he posts a photo of another mug that he has, which was crazy. Um, and it's this bright, yellow i guess it's kind of an orangey yellow but mostly yellow mug and it's got like these this ink design on the side right and it 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 it's an oversized yellow coffee mug and printed on the side is an oversized orange coffee mug that has the nickelodeon logo on it and inside of that mug are these two people pouring and drinking coffee out of their own little oversized coffee mugs and they're sitting in this other big oversized coffee mug as if it's a boat and they're like on the water and you can see there's a sun off to the left of them and there's like an alligator off to the right. Um, and yeah, it, it looks like a very like, uh, what's the word? Chotsky type gift, you know? Um, I, I actually found one <laughs> on eBay. I thought about it for a second, but it was starting at $75 and I was like, this isn't worth it. You know, to just have a long, drawn-out story of like, no, see, this was a gift that they gave to the staff, which then one of these writers made a joke about, and then they put in the episode, you know. So anyway, if if you want it on eBay, uh, go for it, because, um, you know, I don't want it. But but so anyway, I just thought that was so crazy, and now we just have like a tiny little bit of SpongeBob trivia that it would have, who who would have thunk? Uh, like, it's such like a quick passing joke in, in the middle of Shanghai, but now you know. You can go to Sherm Cohen's um, Twitter account or go to Paul Tibbetts and then go down and, and look at the replies. And and you can see the mug that that joke in Shanghai was based on. So uh, I, I have to assume that they're not going to listen to this. But in the off chance that Jay Lender or Sherm Cohen, you know, listen uh, on behalf of, I guess, first me, <laughs> but then all the listeners, you guys are so awesome and, and you do not have to respond to any of, you know, your fans tweets. And so. 
Um, I don't take it lightly that you do that. It's just very, very kind and generous of you. So, um, okay, with that, I just also need to shout out that Paul Tibbet, um, you know, he's been pretty quiet on Twitter for a while, um, but he... He, he also tweeted this past week, okay, this one is major. Here's a poster from uh, the great Ruben Hickman for my original pitch for SpongeBob 3. See if you can guess the plot. And I think we have seen some concept art uh, that looks similar to this of like there being like a cat world or something, you know, uh, but it looks wild. Look it up. It is very different, <laughs> I think, than what they ended up going with uh, for the actual SpongeBob movie. So shouts out to Paul Tibbet. Okay, uh, that's the news. Um, let's do a little bit of listener mail. Hi, mailman! Okay, see you tomorrow! Okay, this first piece of listener mail comes in from a longtime fan of the podcast, and by that I mean Sarah Wadka just texted me after she was partway through listening to last week's episode. Uh, let's see, I'll just read her text here. Um, she said, I think the original Six Flags is in Arlington, Texas. So we, we had a, a nice conversation about it. I made some disparaging jokes about what's so great about uh dumb old texas and she sent some gifts back of sandy going berserk or whatever but apparently um that's another word that i can't say right that one's not uh the east coast's fault i just for some reason i put one too many syllables into apparently apparently i and i i I can't it doesn't matter um but thank you for listening, <laughs> everyone. That's me to my therapist every week. Just kidding. Um, apparently at <laughs> – dang it. There it goes again. At some point, so it, so it is said, uh, the, um, the the old uh, legends say that at one point there were what, six nations that had control over parts of Texas. So there were actually six flags over Texas. Okay. That's all I'm going to share about that. Uh, but then we have an actual email. Oh, poop, I didn't have it pulled up. Um, everybody talk amongst yourselves <laughs> while I pull up. That wasn't that funny of a joke. I didn't need to laugh that hard at that. Okay, we have an email in from Colton, who has written in to the podcast several times. Uh, Shouts out to Colton. Everybody give it up for Colton. <laughs> uh, and uh, he said this on a couple of emails before. Read it on the podcast or not, totally up to you. I'm reading it. So... Again, shouts out to Colton. Hey, Sam. Glad to see uh, you back for season three. And I'm looking forward to more of the podcast until there's no more. Parentheses. Lol. Um, Though on the subject of the podcast, I totally understand wanting to end with the first SpongeBob movie since uh, that's when Hillenberg basically left the show. And I generally agree that the show isn't as good or memorable um, from that point onwards. But I think it would be a neat idea if you'd uh, happen to be open to covering at least some of the better post Hillenberg episodes, maybe even the ones uh, that he was involved in um, before he passed away around seasons 11 and 12, I think. Uh, Like I said, I understand if this uh, just isn't something um, you're interested in, but I have to believe that even if seasons one through three are considered the best episodes of the show, um, that there are still good episodes past that point, even if they are few and far in between. Um, but I'd love to hear what you think of this idea, Colton. So first of all, thank you, Colton, for writing in. Everybody, um, as always, you can always write in with your thoughts and questions, and please do, um, to sponge at spamrobots.com. Morgan specifically has a specific question. I can't remember what it is, but it's it's pretty niche. <laughs> Actually, I'm remembering what it is, but I won't spoil it for you. But please, for Morgan's sake, write in at spongeatspamrobots.com uh, and respond to the question that she asked later in the episode. Uh, but no, Colton. So yeah, thank you for writing in. Um, yeah, so you are uh, by no means like not the first person to like 
I don't know, bring up like, oh, you should keep going, like to some effect, you know. I've actually had m- several people be like, oh, man, it's such a bummer, like, or, you know, suggest like, oh, you can keep going or can you like change the format of the show or whatever. So basically, I think here's where I'm at right now with like the future of the podcast or whatever. Um, I, you know, like I've said before, for many, many years, I've like wanted to do a SpongeBob podcast. And I knew that like this and Adventure Time were the two that I could conceivably tackle um, and have something to say about. Um, And then I finally did it. You know, the pandemic mixed with my own mental health and needing to do something. Um, And I mean, this was even like pre-pandemic unrelated to it, but that just kind of accelerated it. I was like, now's the time I'm going to do it, right? Um, And from the outset, I've been like, I'm going to do the thing, and then I'll be done with the thing. And I'll probably do a different thing. And it's, you know, I, I, the way that I've thought about SpongeBob has shifted some, like, um, several times, actually, uh, over the course of revisiting it for this podcast and, like, you know, um, writing down and, and sharing audibly my thoughts on it and stuff. So... Uh, let me just quick like run, and this isn't just directed at you, Colton, but for the listener, this is my background with post-season three SpongeBob. So, um, in fact, one person wrote in, I can't remember if it was the Lemonades or who it was, but um, somebody wrote in and, and asked at one point, like, hey, I saw in one of your YouTube videos that you have the first 100 uh, episodes DVD um, that uh, has, you know, past season three on it. Do you do you like other episodes or whatever? Um, the short answer is I have the first 100 episodes cause that's what my brother and sister gifted me. Oh, also, by the way, guys, I had no idea, but <laughs> recently, uh, my younger brother, um, I was playing Mario Kart with my brother and sister, um, and we were talking over discord and he was like, Sam, you're wrong. By the way, we beat battle for bikini bottom. And I was like, you listen to my podcast. I'm so flattered and stoked. So anyway, everybody say hi, Sam's brother. Yeah. Um, what was I talking about? Oh, okay. So, so that's why they bought me that, um, as a wedding gift actually. Um, and then I later just got like the season one, season two, season three DVDs. Um, yeah, Matt, you didn't do anything wrong. If you're listening to this, which apparently you do. Um, it's just the audio commentaries are on season one, two, three. I got those from the library. It's fine. That's why I have that DVD. Um, but but, 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 but I do have, and I think I said this, I replied to this question on Twitter. I do have some nostalgia for season four. So basically this is what happened. Um, I remember watching it, um, growing up, uh, it was my, one of my favorite shows. I think when I was a kid, when I was really little, I would have said like my favorite show switched often between SpongeBob, Pokemon and Ed, Ed and Eddie, but SpongeBob was always a really big one. And it's the one that I connected with my dad about. And I remember, um, sitting at, um, Oh, what was it? What was the name of it? Stomping grounds in Ames, Iowa. When I was a really little kid, don't know why we were there, probably like on a Sunday afternoon or something. And there was this newspaper sitting out and this was probably, I mean, it must've been like 2002 or something. Um, and there was a news article that basically was like about, uh, there's going to be a SpongeBob movie. Like they started working on a SpongeBob movie. And I think it was like an interview with Tom Kenny maybe, but I just was like, no way. It was like fate that it just happened. I think there might've been like a picture of Plankton on the front or something. I was like, this is insane, you know? And so for like 
a year. I remember like going on walks with my dad at Brookside Park and just like imagining like what could the SpongeBob movie be about? Like, and I remember even thinking in my head if they were to do a SpongeBob movie, they should have Plankton be the bad guy, and and I think that it should be about him trying to take over the world. Like that would be like a really big story for SpongeBob, but I think that that's what they should do. And of course, as you know, that's more or less what they did do. <laughs> Pretty obvious premise, you know. But so uh, as we approach closer to the movie, um, I remember reading on some like online forum or something that it was going to be like the end of the show. And I was like, oh no, that's so crazy. Um, And I'm sure that I was probably sad about that at the time or whatever, but I kind of went into the movie expecting like, this is the canonical end of the TV show or whatever, you know, Um, which was different than, uh, you know, when the Rugrats movie came out, that was like a game changer. Like that introduced new characters with each Rugrats movie and stuff, you know? So this was going to be different. It's going to be the end. When um, they announced that there were going to be new episodes, I was stoked because it was my favorite show and I, and I wanted more episodes. And I I didn't look this up ahead of time, but off the top of my head, I'm pretty sure the first episode of season four is Fear of the Krabby Patty. Um, and there might be another one about Plankton paired with it. I can't remember. And then I think episode two or three is about a mattress that has Mr. Krabs's money in it that it gets sent to the dump or something, you know? But so specifically with Fear of the Krabby Patty, I was like, this feels kind of different than the SpongeBob I'm used to. And then specifically, um, specifically, specifically, the, the one that had a mattress with money in it at the dump. I remember when I was a kid, I, it really bothered me, the pacing of the show. I wouldn't have known what to call it. I wouldn't have had the terminology for like, by the way, Colton and the listeners, this answer is way longer than I intended it for be, for it to be, but it's interesting to me. Um, so here we are. Um, but I, I, I would have just said like at the time, probably something to the effect of like, why is it moving so fast? Like it bothered me so much that, you know, SpongeBob would be like, oh, Squidward, what do you think of this? And Squidward like would really quickly be like, oh, SpongeBob, da, 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 da. And I didn't have like the kind of patience in between. Again, I didn't have words for any of this. Um, I think when I got older and like my mom was watching Gilmore Girls, I was like, the dialogue is more like Gilmore Girls now. <laughs> Where like, there's like no space between. And it just felt like joke, 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 joke. And it felt like a lesser cartoon. Um than, than what I usually appreciated Spongebob to be. And then I remember there being like, you know, a crane game episode shortly after that and stuff. But so I could tell, like, this was a different show now. And I and I had this, like, these, like, sad growing up moments several times throughout childhood um, where, like, you know, uh, I remember when there was, like, a Pokemon TV movie that was like Mewtwo was going to return or something. And Ash Ketchum had a different voice. And I was like, what? And moments like that were like some of my first moments where I became disillusioned and started to see through like the sheen of the show or movie itself to kind of see like the Hollywood process or whatever. Cause to me, I was like, this isn't the thing that I like grew up loving or whatever. So anyway, I'm going to speed through the the rest of this history. But I think from then on, I began to really hate SpongeBob. And I was like, oh, like the show is bad now, you know. And then shortly after that, all these studies started coming out about SpongeBob, you know, uh, produces ADHD in children because it's so frantic and stuff. And I would get really offended and defensive and be like, no, that's just the new episodes because the new episodes are so bad, you know. 
Um, and so then I would start to get like later in high school and early in college, I, I began to realize like, oh, like I, I came to understand like, oh, the original creator left the show after that point, And that's what the decline in quality was from, you know? And then I became like a very like, uh, you know, I, I, I used to like jokingly call myself a sponge snob, like a sort of kind of sort of like, no, no, no. Season one through three for me, it's, it's, those are the only good ones or whatever. Okay. So that's where I was for a long time. Um, and even up to pretty close before I started, um, the, uh, podcast, um, Right before I started the podcast, I had heard that, you know, Hillenberg came back, um, like, you know, of course, before his, like, uh, tragic passing or whatever and was helping with the show more and stuff. I tried watching some new episodes, but just, like, couldn't get into it and stuff. Um, and th- I'm just going to fast forward now. This is kind of the conclusion I've come to. Uh, SpongeBob seasons one through three is what I am nostalgic for. And season four on is just a different show and that's fine and that that really is fine in fact i've had you know one of my best friends growing up i asked him would he want to be like on the podcast and maybe he'll still be on the season sometime um but he said that his favorite episode it, it was one from season four season five and i was like oh that's really awesome like probably not going to cover that on this podcast but um because it, it, it is just a different show because it is such a collaborative project. And of course, Steven Hillenberg's voice was on there, um, but it was also Derek Dryman. It was also all these other writers and stuff. And as stuff like shifts, and especially when there's like a more seismic shift like that, it just becomes like a slightly different thing. Even though Nickelodeon would like you to believe, you know, no, it's all just SpongeBob. And in a sense it is, but like, I don't think anyone would agree that like, uh, or argue that, you know, Camp Coral is the exact same thing as spongebob it's an offshoot of it you know um and even nickelodeon when they are like no it's all spongebob they use seasons one through three to be like you know kind of their like trojan horse their gateway um to get you to watch like all the other episodes or whatever but they never use like current stuff like in most of their advertising when they're advertising paramount plus and stuff like that so anyway what i'm trying to say is that even though it's the same name Seasons one through three plus the movie is the best way that I have to describe of like, this is the show that I grew up on. And I'm to the point now where I don't have any like ire or disdain for seasons four on. I have a lot of respect for Paul Tibbet, especially when, you know, he's like spoken up about like um, what Steve's wishes for the future of the show would have been. I've never had a huge respect for like Nickelodeon, the corporation, but I mean, they're a corporation, you know. Um, So this is the podcast that I'm making. Uh, the season four one, that's like for you to make. And again, Colton, I'm not directing this at you, but whoever you are that you just love season four on, or you love all of SpongeBob, or you want to explore all of it, that's your project to make. And that's like been the funnest thing about this is I'm just like making a thing. Um, and I don't know. I just, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Actually, I have a Derek Dryman quote that kind of relates to this that wasn't intentional, but dude, the sound studio is getting warm and I spent way longer responding to that email than I meant to. So anyway, um, I don't know if that was clear. I feel like my thoughts started to like get muddled and, and meander the longer I took to answer it. But um, as of right now, the plan is I'll be done uh, with this specific podcast in this form come November when we get to the movie. I could totally change my mind by then, but as of right now, the plan is... I'm going to make the thing and then I'll have made the thing and then I might do another thing. I want to do an Adventure Time podcast at some point. Um, At the moment, I'm like, that sounds like a lot of work. So we'll just see how I feel in November. Maybe I'll... 
make more videos or maybe I'll get into pottery. I don't know. I really should work on my portfolio website. I need to be uploading the projects I'm making. Anyway, okay, that's listener mail. Um, let's do a little bit of season three story time. Maybe a story will cheer you up. Okay, so uh, like I said last time, uh, there is a lot of interesting stuff um, from season three, um, but it, it was too much to put all in like the first episode uh, of season three of the podcast. You know what I mean? Um, but I think it's also too much to have in here. So I'm just going to kind of like, uh, you know, give a little bit like a, another quote each one. So uh, like each episode for a few weeks. Um, so here's a quote about like the making of season three um, that comes from uh, Paul Tibbet who we were quoting his Twitter earlier. Um, so for, first, before I read this, you should know that uh, the plan had always been um, to end the show after season three. In fact, um, Derek Dryman, let's see if I had this. Uh, yep. Yeah, he said in an, a super excellent podcast um, interview, which I'll link in the show notes, he said, Steve from day one in his living room said, I want to do 60 shows and I want to be done. He had a really specific idea of what a television show. It was 60 half hours. It's all you need. Nobody wants any more than uh, that. That's it. And you're done. Uh, you just leave them wanting more. And clearly he did. Um, apparently, uh, Nickelodeon approached Steve at one point um, and said, we want to strip the show, which basically meant we want to broadcast it every night of the week and make this our flagship show. Um, and they no doubt offered him a ton of money. Um, and Steve turned it down because um, he just wanted a regular schedule. He knew it would kill him. Uh, and otherwise, he, he'd never have the creative control that he had if they did that you know um he was making the show that he wanted to do uh, and he wasn't trying to cash in on it um he just had like a very you know singular vision of like i'm just trying to make the thing the fun is in making the thing not in like becoming rich off of it so all that to say um they always knew that season three would be the end of it um and the show really blew up after they were done making the show um so this is a quote from paul tibbet he said i had taken a vacation to europe when i was there the first time spongebob was nowhere no one i met or talked to had ever heard of it but when i wrapped up on the movie in 2003 i knew we had toys and the ratings were good but i was walking back to my hotel in Europe one night and I was drinking a bottle of water. I went to throw it away and right there on top of the trash can was a SpongeBob juice box. I thought, wow, I'm thousands of miles away from home. It's in the middle of the night and I'm on some random street and here's a SpongeBob juice box. That's when I realized it was everywhere. So that's really fun. Am I right? Pretty good quote. So there's your little uh, season three story time for the week. Okay, let's do um, some Club SpongeBob trivia clock. Okay, first, um, I can't remember if I shot this out later, but um, Sponge or Squidward at one point says, why must every 11 minutes of my life be filled with misery? Uh, in this episode of Club SpongeBob, there is, of course, a reference um, to uh, each episode of SpongeBob is 11 minutes long. That's funny. Um, the Magic Con Shell in this episode is a parody of the real world toy, the Magic 8-Ball. That is also fun. Um, also, very interesting to me, I think when uh, we discussed Battle for Bikini Bottom, I, I brought up that like these first two episodes of season three are the only season three things that kind of get referenced in that game. And those of you that have played the game might remember that in the opening cutscene, um, Patrick has a magic wishing shell. And I never understood, even when I was a kid, why don't they just call it the magic conch? Like... Why is it the magic wishing shell? And it, it works different too. They don't ask it questions. They like put their toy robot in it. Anyway, 
that's fun. Um, and then lastly, um, this episode is apparently uh, contains like many references to uh, the 1954 novel Lord of the Flies by William Golding. And we're going to ask Morgan about that because she likes books. Okay, My Pretty Seahorse. First of all, the title is a reference to My Little Pony. That's um, fun, I guess. It's good. Um, Tom Welker plays Mystery. Uh, there's an animal in this episode, so I was like, does, does Tom Welker do the voice? He's done the voice of like every like uh, animal or infant in any cartoon you've ever seen. Look him up and you'll be like, oh, yeah, that's him. Okay. Um, and then uh, also this is Kent Osborne's first episode uh, that he has a writing credit on new staff. So um, I've got a couple quotes here. Um, from Kent Osborne, writer and storyboard director from 2000 to 2004. This comes from an oral history of SpongeBob SquarePants. He says, my brother Mark Osborne, who co-directed Kung Fu Panda, went to CalArts. Um, side note for me, he also filmed um, all of the live action scenes for the SpongeBob movie, so that's fun. Uh, or was it the second SpongeBob movie? I can't, I can't. Why did I put this note in if I don't know? Look it up yourself. Anyway, back to his quote. He says, I think Steve Hillenberg was a class or two above him, uh, but he was a part of a class with Craig McCracken, Paul Tibbett, Mike Mitchell, Lou Romano, Conrad Vernon, a lot of people working together uh, or working today at Pixar, other Nickelodeon, DreamWorks, and Cartoon Network. When I moved to Los Angeles in uh, 1992, I was pursuing acting. My brother ha had just graduated and we shared a house together. The first people I met out here were all animators, kids who had just gotten out of Cal Arts. I met Steve Hillenberg a couple of times through my brother. I'd seen the SpongeBob pilot. It was really good. And I'd heard the show was doing well. In 2000, they had a position open for a writer in the second season. And Steve brought me in for an interview. I went into the interview and was uh, really nervous because I'd never done anything like this before. I didn't know much about animation other than what I watched growing up. They were seeing a number of people and they wanted a one page premise, a story you could see SpongeBob doing. And they said, we don't want to see the roller skating episode. We've all seen that. I had no idea what they were talking about. And I was out of my element. I didn't know what I was doing there. I really wanted the job um, and thought it would be a cool job, but I went in there and botched the interview. At this point, I'd sort of given up on acting because I was really terrible at it. I started writing. I wrote plays, and I wrote a movie uh, that I could act in and my brother could direct. It was called Dropping Out. It premiered at Sundance, and we had a screening of it at the Egyptian uh, in Los Angeles, and Steve Hillenberg came to the screening. He liked it a lot, and he brought me in to interview for the third season of SpongeBob. At that point, I was really getting into comics. When I went uh, into the interview, I brought a mini comic I had done that was based on a play I had written. Um, I made this comic just because I liked comics. I gave it to Derek Dryman, and uh, he said, uh, or he read it and said, "We should hire this guy." At this point, I knew Paul Tibbett pretty well uh, and had acted in a short film he wrote um, and produced with Mike Mitchell called Herd. That time, they decided to take a chance on me, and I got the job. And the roller skating reference was their way of referring to cliches like everyone on a sitcom goes camping or something. Um, they wanted stories that could only be SpongeBob stories, and that was part of the problem. By the third season, they had done 26 half hours. I came with a million ideas, and I'd say, hey, let's do this. And they'd say, nah, we already did that. And not just SpongeBob. Story editor Meriwether Williams had worked on Angry Beavers, um, and she'd say, oh, we did that on Beavers. So that's fun. There's a fun little story about Ken Osborne. A lot of things are fun today. 
Uh, Kent also would go on, um, you know, he worked on SpongeBob and he'd go on to work on Camp Laszlo, Phineas and Ferb, The Marvelous Misadventures of Flash, Flapjack, um, regular show, The Amazing World of Gumball, and where I recognize his name from, Adventure Time. He's also been nominated for multiple Emmys and won twice for Adventure Time. So that's Ken Osborne. Shout out to Ken Osborne. <laughs> nice. Well done, Sam. Okay, uh, let's introduce Morgan. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Observing Yo, the podcast for me, my friend. Suck. Oh, I already did that part. Um, with us today on the podcast is Morgan Roberts. Morgan, how are you? I'm good. Woohoo! Um, what's new, Morgan? What's uh, what's going on? What's new? Still in cross country season. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we're like blended with track, so right. there's just like because of COVID. Yeah. Right. We didn't have a fall season, so right. we pushed, like, literally our whole school, uh-huh. the whole area is doing basically every sport from, uh-huh. like, the spring to late June. Uh-huh. It's crazy. Uh-huh. But it's also really fun, so yeah. <laughs> I feel like, even though I stay at work a lot later, mm-hmm. I'm, like, happier, because mm-hmm. it's just, like, fun to do that. Because it's fun so, to do. Yeah. Yeah. How's, uh, what, anything new in uh, BTS world? Oh my god, they have a new comeback coming up in May. Oh, really? It's called Butter. It's going to be everything. What? Don't. I'm not... The... <laughs> Don't what? You made a face. Okay, sorry. You made You're a right. face. I did. No, I think there are lots of um, theories about what it could be about. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm just very excited to see if any of them are true. Because sometimes uh-huh. armies are like right on and sometimes uh-huh. we're like way off. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited. Mm-hmm. And then Morgan, last night, uh, I finally got you to watch. Well, you volunteered it, but I've been saying that you should watch yeah. for literally years. Yeah. Um, the documentary, The Imposter. Yeah. What did you think of it? I thought it was good. I the most impressive part about it actually was the editing. Like, yeah. it's really simple and mm-hmm. honestly feels like a YouTube video. But mm-hmm. there are parts when like he's talking, mm-hmm. but it will make it look like it's dubbed because right. it'll change and make it sound like it's over a phone, but right. it's still like him. Right. I don't know. I just thought like the editing was like the most impressive part of it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I do low-key feel like um, the mom or the mm. son killed that kid. Killed that. Yeah. Other kid. Yeah. Yeah. I feel really bad about that. But yeah, it just was like kind of crazy. I wish that I knew more about the actual imposter guy. I wish that I knew like. Oh, yeah. How he got to be that way. Yeah. Great documentary, everybody. Go watch The Imposter. It's streaming right now on Tubi and Pluto, which yeah, are very we- weird. <laughs> the uh, worst part about watching it was yeah. it'd be like this really dark part of the documentary, and uh-huh. then like this dog would appear because it, it has right. commercials. It would just slam right into yeah, a commercial. Like, yeah. Whoa. Uh-huh. And whoa. sometimes you couldn't tell like when it was going back to the uh-huh. documentary. Uh-huh. So kind of crazy. Yeah. And then last thing before we get into SpongeBob, yeah. we've been continuing our, our very long journey through Seinfeld. Yeah. Just got into season nine. Yeah. Season nine Feld. We honestly need to rewatch the whole thing. We do. We've, we've missed, missed so much. Half, if not more, episodes. But what do you think of Seinfeld lately? I'm like so it makes me so mad when I like really laugh at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, Unironically. Yeah, like it's when like I, really when it's funny. It's actually funny because uh-huh. I'm like, damn you, Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> I'm so angry with you for being like Actually, Actually iconic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Love it. Okay. Oh, there's also a new Bo Burnham special coming out. Oh, yeah. I, I've never really been a huge Bo Burnham fan, to be I, honest. I have been. I've, yeah. I've really liked I appreciate Bo. him, but I'm just not. I just think that he's doing something in the, in the space that's not common. Right, right. I, especially when he, like, was first starting out and uh-huh. then getting major, like, deals and stuff. Uh-huh. 
he would have interviews where like other comedians were like not taking him seriously. Right, right. I don't know. I just think that he has like a cool, like creative, uh-huh. very intelligent brain. And right. I've always really liked Bo Burnham, but yeah, that's just me. He's a he's a nice kid, eh? Well, well, who knows? He might he might not be very. I don't know if he's oh, nice, but right, right, right. He's done. I mean, obviously, like you start on YouTube back in the day. Right. There's always some like controversy and like Fred. That, like Fred, I is Fred doing anything these days? Yeah, Lucas Crookshank is still up to stuff. I follow him on Instagram. Uh, his I name watch... is Fred. His name is Lucas, but <laughs> yeah, he's from Nebraska. I I watched <laughs> the crap out of Fred and like their whole squad. I just really yeah into yeah their whole vlog squad. And I'm not into the vlog squad actually. So. <laughs> okay. Uh, any other thoughts before we jump into SpongeBob? I probably do, but let's jump in. All right. There's my hat, and there's that, and here we go. Way look, it's Widward. Widward's going to work. Where does he work? What the Wusty Web? <laughs> What's that supposed to be? Some kind of stupid secret code? We can't tell you because you're not a member of the club. Oh, yeah? What does it take to be a member? Besides being a moron. <laughs> moron. <laughs> As a requirement. <laughs> Sorry, Squidward, but you couldn't get in even if you tried. Well, I'll have you know that I am a member of over 20 different exclusive clubs all across the sea bottom. What did he say? I don't know. Something about his nose? Squidward, you and your nose will definitely not fit in. Oh, what do you two zeros know about fitting in? Why... You should be begging me to join. Wait, wait, no, 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 stop, please. You can't join. You can't join. You can't get in. Well, this is stupid. Well, this is stupid. Welcome back to Observing Yellow. This is the episode Club SpongeBob. It was written by Walt Dorn, Mark O'Hare, and premiered on what date, Morgan? July twelfth, two thousand two. Yeah. Why do you care? It's my birthday. Woo! Not two thousand two, but July twelfth. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it would have been your birthday in two thousand two. Right, but I wasn't born, I guess. Right, right, right. You would have been seven. Yeah, I would have been seven. The day that this episode aired. Oh, by the way, um, today, May first, uh, two thousand twenty-one is the twenty-second anniversary of the premiere SpongeBob mm-hmm. SquarePants. So birthdays all around. So Cheers, cute. mate. Cheers. Take a. Cheers. Che- Cheers. Cheers. I um, never watched Cheers. Me neither. Hmm. Maybe we should. I literally always thought it was about cheerleaders. Oh, I always was like, it's this old guy in a bar. Why? Well, that's true. Which is kind of what it is. But Yeah, I know that now. And you know what's crazy? I watched Frasier, but I didn't watch Same. Cheers. I love Frasier. Me too. I haven't seen I a lot of it. I couldn't us. tell you the like actual plot and stuff, but... Oh, I... I he's just really that... Kelsey Grammer is just really funny. Yeah, he also is didn't he's not a very good guy though, is he? Is he not? 
Didn't he like cheat on his wife? A I lot? don't know. Couldn't tell you. I know he's I'm, on Simpsons. Oh, well, I know from the Real Housewives. I think that <laughs> what was he? I think that his on... ex-wife might be on the Real Housewives. I'm not really sure. I don't know. I can't remember. I I'm can't pretty sure he ha- he's had thing. some like I did it. It's you one, hit the mic. Like, that's one okay. time. It's one time. You uh, he, he's had some a lot of tragedies in his family. I know that. Oh, maybe did you know that? Yeah, but yeah i don't know um wait anyway sorry what are your thoughts on cheers oh fraser <laughs> i wonder if that leads to like our pretentiousness like fraser feels a little bit like i think it's the other way around i think that's why we maybe gravitated towards fraser because we're it's... pretentious yeah it is yeah maybe i don't know mm. i couldn't tell you yeah anyway um we're not talking, talking about fraser today Two. we're talking about spongebob yeah uh okay Let's talk about this episode, shall we? Mm-hmm. Um, I love that there's just a random tree in the yard of uh, SpongeBob and it's Patrick. It's like Jack and the Beanstalk. It is. It, it well, it, honestly, it reminds me of the Christmas special mm-hmm. where they Squidward just has a tree, yeah. for no reason, you know. Yeah. And I feel like there's another episode that I had you on mm-hmm. where there is a random item in their yard. Yeah. For it no always reason. just makes remember, me but... feel like. Their yards are like bigger than what they perceive. Like we only get to see certain parts. I'm like, what? Yeah, it could be. I just I always read it as like it's just so cartoony yeah, of like they're aware. Hit. They're like, there's a tree this episode. Yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah. You know. Um. But yeah, and then the this whole like conceit of like a uh, a clubhouse, a treehouse type thing. It's it it felt very Calvin and Hobbes to me. Mm. Um. It's obviously in tons of media it also reminded me of both bart simpson's treehouse um and then also i don't know if you remember the episode uh, about club homer where uh, homer simpson was never allowed into any clubs mm-hmm. um and uh, or it wasn't called club homer i can't remember what the club was called but uh it, there, this treehouse had a sign on the outside that said no homers allowed mm-hmm. and he's like you let that homer in and they're like no it's no homers plural allowed Anyway, sorry. Gotcha. Um, but the clubhouse... Did you ever read Calvin Hobbes growing up? No. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, they, they had the a club books. called Gross, him and Hobbes. Yeah. Um, and it stood for Get Rid of... Uh, was it Stinky? No, no, Stupid. Get Rid of Stupid Girls. Um, uh, but yeah. the S was at the end of girls. It was quite funny. Yeah. And it was in their treehouse and they wouldn't let Susie in. That makes me think of the episode of Fairly Odd Parents. Uh, I'll explain. It doesn't, it doesn't matter at all. Uh, okay. It probably came out after this episode anyway. Well, I'm sure that it did, but, um, okay. Anyway, um, you said something when we were watching this, like I'm Squidward or something like that. Yeah. Why? Oh, first, um, I wonder if the writers were like, I don't think kids will get Pig Latin, so we'll just make it W's. Oh. Because, like, I feel like Pig Latin is, like, the childish thing that people, like, learn. Interesting. Yeah. But maybe that was, like, too highbrow for the kids. (laughs) I don't know about highbrow, but (laughs) I I swear there's an episode of Spongebob that has Pig Latin. I thought it was Mr. Krabs or something. that. Yeah, that's what I thought. But still, like, that'd be, like, the adult. Right. True. Yeah. So. yeah. Um, it's so funny that Patrick, like SpongeBob's, like, "Hey, look, Woodward's mm-hmm. or whatever." He's speaking in W's. Where does he work? No, but he pauses. It, it makes me mm-hmm. think that he was trying to think how he to was. make work into a W word. Or like where? What? Or maybe yeah, because he goes where does, does he, he work? work? I don't know. I I read that as like. That he's thinking like, okay, work starts with a wa. So if I change it to our secret, code, I don't. Know. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. 
I thought that was very funny. Um, and then they're like very, it's not telegraphed, but you won't fit in. Yeah. No, you, and also just very funny, like they keep insulting his nose this episode, yeah. which made me laugh very yeah. hard. So. Yeah. No, I feel like I'm Squidward because I, I feel like I hate being excluded. Oh, yeah. Or feel like I'm being yeah, excluded. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. But then I'll like, come, I'll like justify it and be like, well, I don't even want to be a part of that anyway. Right. But then people keep telling you that you can't, like, you wouldn't be a part of it anyway. Mm-hmm. So you're like, mm-hmm. I'll sh- I am more than qualified. <laughs> I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I won't yeah. bend to your whatever, but I'm going to prove to you that I can meet it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Kind of stupid. That's really funny. But yeah. Yeah. Love it. Well, okay. So um, they uh, trick uh, Squidward, only not really. It's revealed that they actually just... um. He can't, can't fit. He yeah. can't fit, yeah. Uh, and there's a very funny line about, um, we've been stuck here for three, three days. days. Um, and then that uh, quite literally launches them into uh, the premise of the rest of the episode. Yeah. There's no room up here! That's what we've been trying to tell you! We've been stuck up here for three days. We told you you wouldn't fit in. <laughs> well, since you're here, Squidward, we'll give you the new member initiation. Are you ready, Patrick? Ready! Shut your half-wit pie holes! I do not know, nor will I ever want to be a member of your stupid club! Make a wish, honey. All right, Morgan. Yes. Now's your time. I don't know jack crap about the Lord of the Rings. Oh, my gosh. Just kidding. Lord of the Flies. Yeah. And when I was reading about the trivia about this episode this week, I read that this episode is loosely based on Lord of the, F- the Flies. Yeah. And I never knew that ever growing up as a kid. What is the Lord of the Flies about? The Lord of the Flies, basically this, I think it's this group of like schoolboys. Mm. They have to be like evacuated from a plane or there's a plane crash. I can't, hmm. I, I read it a very long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but they end up on this island and they find this conch shell and they all gather and they like elect a leader. Uh-huh. Um, and then they like elect another group to be in charge of like hunting and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And basically like chaos yeah. ensues like yeah. it's fine for a while and yeah. then eventually people start to like go crazy go crazy yeah but then there is a shell in it or yeah, something yeah there's a conch shell and <laughs> what what happens with the conch shell uh it i mean at first they use it i think to summon everybody and then it becomes like more than that, I that think. To summon everybody? I don't remember if they use it as, like, talking or, like, how to start meetings, but they, like, because, you know, you can blow in a conch shell oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, everyone yeah. will uh-huh. hear it. Uh-huh. So it's kind of like a summoning device. Uh-huh. But maybe I'll remember as the show goes what it's actually. Do they worship the conch shell at any point? I can't remember. No? Truly, I think I was, like, in eighth grade when should, I read should I class. Should I look it up? Well, let's find out. Let's, let's find out. Well, yeah. What did, what did you think of Lord of the Flies while I'm Googling this? Lord of um, the Flies. I, I think that I liked it. I don't know. It's crazy because I, I, I don't and didn't 
like to be told to read books mm-hmm. and they would automatically make me like not really like them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was one of the ones that like... Is that what you do to people now? Yeah. Mm. It sure is. But basically... So you didn't like it at the time? Yeah. Yeah. The book focuses on a group of British boys stranded on an uninhabited island and their disastrous attempt to govern themselves. Themes include the tension between groupthink and individuality, between rational and emotional reactions, and between morality and immorality. Where is the shell? The conch? The, uh, conch shell? Um, two boys, the fair-haired Ralph and an overweight bespectacled boy. I assume that means he wears yeah, glasses. I think Nicknamed Piggy. Just, I think it was just used to be able to talk. Yeah, they it... find a conch, which Ralph uses as a horn to convene all the survivors to one area. Mm. And then, like, when you have the conch shell, mm. you can't be interrupted. Oh, okay. The boys I establish think... a form of democracy by declaring that whoever holds the conch shall also be able to speak at their formal gatherings yeah. and receive the attentive, the attentive silence of yeah. the larger group. The only reason I think I remember that is because when we had, like, lit circle discussions, mm. whoever, like, had the eraser or something got mm. to talk. Mm. So it's very much that. Mm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm looking ahead for spoilers uh, dealing well, with the conch. People, I'm pretty sure kids die or they at least get very abused. Yeah. Because there's, like, major loss of innocence themes, oh, yeah. major, like... What is a civilized society versus what is like, you know, quote unquote savagery, uh-huh. Uh-huh. which is a term that people wouldn't use anymore. But mm. here we are. Here we are. This is Jack and his rebel band decide that the real symbol of power on the island is not the conch, but Piggy's glasses, the only means the boys have of starting a fire. Blah, blah, blah. Taking the conch and accompanied only by Piggy, Sam, and Eric, Ralph finds the tribe and demands that they return the valuable object. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, any sense of order or safety is permanently eroded when Roger, now sadistic, deliberately drops a boulder from his vantage point above. Oh, killing Piggy and shattering the conch. Spoilers for Lord of the Flies, by the way. Yeah, it's um, a classic. Yeah, wow. Okay, so that's the role of the conch in that. But so, uh, so is it fair to say that this isn't one-to-one Lord of the Flies, but very clearly like inspired by or drawing from? For sure. Okay. Yeah, it's not like scene for scene. Right, right. And it, well, and I was just wondering, like... Oh, do they worship a conch and like look to it for wisdom in I, Lord of the Flies? Or I think what I remember is kind of like what you read of like they are looking for the most powerful object. So uh-huh. it's kind of like you know if you were to be stranded on an island, what right. would you bring? Right, right. It's looking for those things. Interesting. But to them, the most powerful object was like the ability to speak and call people together. Right. Versus like right sight and fire. And do they just, they arbitrarily, like, decide that this conch shell represents or is, like, the manifestation of power and authority? No, I think it's both, because it, at first, is, like, innocuous and means nothing. Uh Uh-huh. But they assign it meaning when they use it for what it can be used for, which is Mm. summoning. Mm. Mm. And Mm. then they realize that Mm -hmm. the power to, like, call people together is very powerful. Mm. Mm. Which is kind of American, if you will. <laughs> oh, okay. It's kind of like what our uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. country is founded. Is this book kind of like Animal ho- Animal House? Animal House? Farm? Uh, like, animal yeah. Farm? Animal Farm. I always get that animal title mixed up. Yeah, movie. that's the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> With John Belushi. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of like Animal Farm, where, but that's like more 
the animals are getting together and saying like this is unjust uh-huh. rather than because they're they're like kind of in like slavery right right right, right. whereas these people are these mm-hmm. boys are just like mm-hmm. stranded and they're having mm-hmm. to come up with a way to survive right. interesting and then final question for you um did you see us in the couple uh in the kelp forest when the guy says make a wish honey no <laughs> <laughs> okay I didn't either. I was I was just one. I'm just kidding. Um, okay, let's see. Yeah, so I have in my notes, Make-A-Wish, honey, is uh, very, very funny. This is a very, very silly way to send them to the cup for us. It's just so fun because clearly... Um, they just needed a way to get there. They did. But even as I'm saying that, I realize, like, it is... They do a clever way, though, of sowing the seeds of yeah. the club... Uh, and that really will be like a thread right. all along the way, you know. Well, and even like, <laughs> I'll say it later. Okay, yeah, yeah, I, I know what you're gonna say, and it's probably my favorite line of the episode. But oh, um, no, I think we're on different wavelengths. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, 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 they are so stoked. Uh, so I have that in my notes. They're so stoked. That just like yeah. made me giggle. I thought yeah. it was very, very cute and funny that they, they land and they're all like strewn uh, about like outside of the treehouse yeah. or whatever. Um, and SpongeBob and Patrick are just like, woo, yeah, yeah. They're, they're just like, like free. Well, oh, I took it as like, they had so much fun. Like oh, it was no, like so fun. They've been up there for three days, Sam. Oh, that makes a lot more sense. That is honestly just as cute that they're just like. Yeah. We did We're it. Outside. We're out. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so anyway, um, that was very cute cute and funny. Um, and then I have in my notes that this is very SB129 mm-hmm. now. Just in the sense of Squidward's like, where are we? We got to get out of here. Actually, now that I think about it, it's also very um, pizza delivery because yeah. he, he's like, where's the road? Yeah. We're, we're in the middle of nowhere. Well, Squidward, you know? it's funny because he likes the routine and certainty of his life, uh-huh. but not so much because when he moves to that Squidville place, right, 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 it's too much. Uh-huh. There's not enough variance, but right. he doesn't like large right. variance. Like right. Squidward to me isn't the type to like take a vacation mm-hmm. that's like too mm-hmm. much. He he would take a staycation. Yeah, he and would he stay does. at home. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah totally. Because that's even what SB one twenty nine is kind of about. Is he finally does get peace and quiet? But he does not like being stranded yeah. away from SpongeBob and Patrick, yeah. you know. This is the worst of uh, all of his nightmares. He is stranded in the middle of nowhere with SpongeBob and Patrick. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, there one last thing before this next clip. Uh, Squidward, uh, I don't know if you caught this, but he says, why does every 11 minutes of my life have to be, I can't remember, the one tragic event after another or something. Mm-hmm. 11 minutes is the length of every SpongeBob episode. Yeah. So many times throughout the show, they make jokes about like, I, I'm willing to bet this will take us about 11 minutes, stuff yeah. like that. Anyway. I love it. So uh, we next uh, are introduced to um, the, I don't the know. Conch? Yeah, the conch. I was trying to think of some like uh, dramatic way to describe it. The, the deity, magic. the... Uh, the the sa- the magic sage of the story. True. Yeah, I've been trying to learn about the hero's arc lately. Hey, that's what I'm teaching right now. Oh, really? I was learning about it because I've for the past couple of weeks was just listening to the uh, audio commentaries for Avengers: Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah. And they keep talking, talking about, about the, hero's the hero's journey that they have, uh, both Thor and um, I almost said Gandalf. Uh, that's hilarious. Uh, Odin, no, what the heck? What is it? Thanos. <laughs> I don't know why I forgot his name. Um, Thanos is a, is a perfect villain. Why? Because, like, a villain, typically, uh-huh. they come up with plots yeah. 
we view them typically as diabolical, but yeah. the character themselves thinks uh-huh. that it's what's best. Uh-huh. But it often ends up causing harm or ruin, mm-hmm. and that's very mm-hmm. much Thanos. Yeah, it's really interesting because in the commentary they're saying how they they intentionally. For, for Thor, they intentionally map him onto the hero's journey because you, the the um, audience, the viewer, uh, without even realizing it, are expecting the next thing to happen, right, right. i.e. he goes to get the thing, he goes on this arc, he comes back, and by the end, you, you feel it in your bones that he's going to appear in Wakanda, and right, then he does, right. and then you feel it in your bones that he's going to kill Thanos, right. and so when it happens, you're like, of course. But then they flip the script on you, spoilers for the end of Avengers Infinity War, um, and then kind of reveal, like, actually the way that we've written Thanos is that he's had his own hero's journey, and he is the protagonist of this film. Do you you know know who you can thank for that innate feeling? Uh, Homer? No, it's Carl Jung. What? Yeah. (laughs) What? (laughs) So I can thank Carl Jung for the innate feeling? Yes, because we... um, as humans, he basically, you know, he does like the ego and the persona. He didn't put and all the that feeling kind of inside of me. No, but he gave name <laughs> to all of these things. Like, he basically describes archetypes. Uh huh. And like, we love. Did he come up with the hero's journey? By the way. Um, not naming. I can't it, remember no. in the Wikipedia article that I read this week, but. But he came up with the idea of like archetypes, but he applied them to like human beings. Uh huh. Um, but we all we love uh-huh. stories where uh-huh. it's predictable, and right. that wasn't something that needed to be taught to, like right. to us. Right, right. We right. just came up with stories like that. Right, right, right. And so it's just it's satisfying. Just very interesting. So part of the hero's journey is when it's crossing the barrier or whatever. Right? Mm-hmm. Isn't part of the hero's journey typically that they meet a sage or? Yeah, they a, uh, they have to have a sage. They have to. I okay. would say I guess they don't have to, but. The they typically do, the though. Sage is the sage Like, one... Luke Skywalker meets Obi-Wan. Yeah. They not Harry only meets give them, Hagrid. Like, wise advice, but they are a bit of a moral compass for them. Uh-huh. And they push them, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, would you say that the conch is the sage here? Um, <laughs> no, I think that the conch is more of, like, a hero special weapon or, like, a... Oh. a, a I mean, there is part of being a sage is like divination, uh-huh. but I don't know that the conch is fleshed out enough to be right. a sage. Totally, yeah. It has it's a pretty thin. It has sage like properties. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not. Uh-huh. I don't think fully a sage. Right, right. right. Come at me if you feel come at me. <laughs> okay, last question, just because I'm genuinely curious, and we'll probably just talk. I mean, of course, we'll talk about this more when we actually get to the movie. Mm-hmm. But I'm just thinking now. I'm like trying to map on the hero's journey to that movie because I'm sure that they used it. Uh, and I've read how Stephen Holmberg literally bought a bunch of books on, like, how to write a movie. Um, the sage in that has to be Mindy, right? That, like, pushes them. You haven't, you probably don't remember the movie, but am I correct? I mean, I remember it, but not plot for plot. Yeah, yeah. that's okay. Uh, okay, the conch. Well, this is the end. No, it's not, Squidward. It's not? Come on, guys, we're gonna be fine. As long as we stick together. Remember, we're a club. And besides, we have this. What's that? Ooh, the magic conch shell. Ask it something, ask it something. Magic conch shell? Will I ever get married? Maybe someday. Oh, 
You've got to be kidding! That is just a stupid toy! How can that possibly help us? <gasps> Squidward, we must never question the wisdom of the magic conch. The club always takes its advice before we do anything. The shell knows all. Oh, magic conch shell, what do we need to do to get out of the kelp forest? Nothing. The shell has spoken. Nothing. We can't just sit here and do nothing. Uh, they sit there and they do nothing. Yeah. Pretty funny, huh, Morgan? Yeah. Well, I mean, this is where you get, like, the divide from the book. Okay. There's, there's a camp of people who say, like, we have to keep, like, the signal fire going. Like, uh-huh. We have to try and get off this island. Mm-hmm. And then there's the other camp, and uh-huh. they care less about that, but they're actually in charge of it. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's just the beginning of the divide, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It, it, it diverges from the original story of the book now at this point. No, I'm saying like between Squidward and SpongeBob and Patrick. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, and uh, of course, the um, uh, magic conch um, tells them to um, do nothing. Do nothing. Okay. So you were saying earlier, you were you immediately uh, were reminiscing without even saying it about the magic eight ball. I assume, correct? Because you were saying like, <laughs> yeah, uh, right? Yeah, because I feel like every... SpongeBob says, am I going to get married? Yeah, because I would swear to you, like every sleepover I went to, yeah. maybe from like uh-huh. fourth or fifth grade uh-huh. to like middle school. I mean, honestly, uh-huh. even like through high school, you you like have a magic eight ball or something and be like, right. does he like me? Yeah, 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 and yeah. then you'd get like an answer you don't like. You're like, okay, I'm going to try a different <laughs> Signs point to no <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Yeah. you be like, okay, I'm going to ask like... Does so and so like me? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, you're yeah. just trying to ask until you got mm-hmm. the right answer. That and the uh, what are those paper oh, things? catchers. Yes, oh. <laughs> I love cootie catchers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should make one of those. I love cootie catchers. Just, I mean, not to find out who likes. I mean, we could do that. I think we could do. We should do a cootie but... catcher for like who has to pick where to eat. I was gonna say, or like just where to eat. Like, like a put a bunch of maker, options yeah. in there. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. What do you want to have for dinner tomorrow? I, I'm just I, I could never tell you. <laughs> That's fair. Um, yeah, so this scene's very, very funny to me. Um, they, uh, oh, Patrick, <laughs> it's we get a very, very dark joke here uh, where uh, Squidward's like, well, this is it. This is the end, uh, or whatever. <laughs> and SpongeBob's like, don't worry, Squidward. No, it's not. And we just see Patrick, it's not. And he's already built <laughs> a bunch of coffins <laughs> for them. Hey, Morgan, why is Patrick named Patrick, by the way? I was thinking about this today. SpongeBob, obvious. Squidward, obvious. Almost basically everyone on the show is like a pun of sorts mm-hmm. or like some sort of joke on uh, undersea life. Even Sandy, like sand clearly has to be a reference to like the beach and stuff, mm-hmm. you know? Gary and Patrick are the only two I can think mm-hmm. of that aren't. I'm like, why did they name him Patrick? Is it just because it's just like a super just norm, norm normal name? Like, Maybe. I don't know. I'd have to think about it. You've sprung this on me. Sorry. I could try and find some hidden meaning probably. Yeah, I apologize for springing that on you. <laughs> anyway, um, Squidward runs through the forest, and it's very Winnie the Pooh to me. Um, I'm sure this uh, like has happened in other media. Maybe it's like Alice in Wonderland before that, but just being like lost in these woods and like running around like mm-hmm. scared in the dark woods or whatever. Morgan made a joke that um, it was very much like the the lost woods in zelda trying to find the freaking korok, korok seeds forest, yeah, yeah the korok forest yeah, yeah, yeah um 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, not even like the seeds. You're you're trying to go in there to get right. the sword, the master oh, sword. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And you have to do all these trials, and you're like, Ugh. my favorite um, meme, the weekend meme, is you know the one where it's like first person, he's like running around, yeah, not knowing Super where Bowl he is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a meme where they take that, and it's got like the do 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 music, and then he like freezes and then fades to white, like. For, like when you get fog. lost yeah exactly <laughs> um anyway sorry once uh, you beat it though can you just like walk around um i don't th- well once you're like in the center you can but no. not in that like pathway you still have to follow the path i think even when you like beat all the trials i think so maybe not mm. i guess i've never actually tried Hmm. I'll try. Okay. I don't remember what the next clip is, but here it is. (laughs) If you had listened to me, you'd have food, shelter, and a roaring fire. But instead, you listen to a talking clam. That tells you nothing! As if the answers to all your problems will fall right out of the sky! (laughs) Fall right out of the sky! What part of the book is this, Morgan? Uh, well, I mean, there's like, there are those like two groups. Uh huh. And so there's the one group that makes fun of the group. Yeah. For believing in the conch, or like using the conch and uh-huh. having that democracy. And then there's the other group that's more like brutal and violent. Uh huh. Uh huh. So I feel like it's probably that part, right? I don't know. I don't know either, to be honest. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I meant specifically the food falling out of the sky, but. Oh. It's been so long. Yeah. Like, I, it's been 12 years since mm. we were in eighth grade. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time, dog. Dog. It's me, Randy Jackson. Yeah. Remember Randy Jackson? <laughs> we're talking about so many things on this On American Idol? Uh-uh. Did you oh no! I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't watch it, but I know who Randy oh, Jackson Simon is. Simon, Randy, and Paula. Yeah. So what? Good. What is he, he? His famous line: "Yeah, dog, it's a no from me." Yeah. Is that what he says? Yeah, sorry, dog. It's it's, it's gonna be a no from me or I something so. like that. Is it that old? That is it that old? It's. I mean, it was like in its like peak when Shrek Two came out. Wow. You know, because yeah. oh, that was like such the an joke. iconic. And fun after DVD end, ending. Oh my <laughs> yeah, gosh. Yeah, yeah. Far, far away idol. Uh, so I'm kind of realizing at this point, I like this episode, um, but it's not like the craziest episode or anything. Um, I feel like it's one of the most memorable, though. Is it? For me, I feel like. Yeah, I think that the Magic Conch was really popular when we were kids. I actually remember in middle school there being an app that was called yeah. the Magic Conch. Don't you remember? Like, weren't you ever a part of like a club or something? And. I mean, it's it's also very just like kids clubs. Totally. Like yeah, yeah. you have a secret password or you have something. Uh-huh. Like there was a club yeah. that my neighbor had. Yeah. That I was part of. My mom was not happy that I was part of this club. Oh really? She felt like it was very exclusive and it was. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know how. How I old got were in. you? I was in elementary school. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Little Morgan. Yeah. Before I like. Uh huh. 
it was more when I was just go with the flow rather right. than like, no, I don't want to do that. Right. Um, <laughs> Before you'd walk home during a sleepovers. Oh, I, was, I was still walking home during oh, okay. sleepovers. Which yeah, yeah. We watched that episode of Bob's Burgers today. We we did. Any the club. Anyway. You were in a club. You were in a club. club. Yeah, and so I feel like there's just always like uh huh stuff like that, and yeah. then people find out about it and they make fun of you and they, oh, they yeah. like want to be in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like no, it's so stupid. I'm gonna just hang out with these people instead. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I I, really like the episode. I think it's just a bit of a thinner plot, and not even necessarily in a bad way, but so I just but have I fewer feel, specific I feel thoughts on it. strongly, like, at recess and stuff, people would be like, the magic conch. They and did. They quoted it a ton. All the time. Know? And yeah. there's so many, like, stills uh-huh. and, that are, like, memorable from this. Totally. No. It, it also, it does get used, it gets memed a lot, or, or maybe more specifically reaction mm-hmm. gifs are like a lot of them are in this in fact the clip that we just played um squidward is shaking his butt at spongebob at one point um and then uh the yeah the magic conch like no as uh-huh. like the strings going back in yeah. that is very classic um have we gotten to the line that you love or have thoughts on yet you don't remember saying that at the start of the episode i probably do you remember it? I'd have to hear it, maybe, to uh, recall. So I'll is. assume that we have it. Well, we're about to hear my favorite line next. Mm-hmm. Um, so, obviously, the um, food falls out of the sky. I had my notes. I'm sure that this isn't on purpose, but a sponge and a starfish would be able to just chill and, like, do absolutely nothing. Um, I mean, maybe it was on purpose. I don't know. But it's just yeah. cute. Like, in that environment, a sponge and a starfish would just... Like just stay still, yeah. you know. And an octopus would be like, "I gotta, I gotta get is out of it, here. I gotta go." You know. Is it octop- octopus or jellyfish that have to move to live? Uh, yeah, you might be thinking of sharks. Actually, sharks oh. sink if they don't swim. <laughs> and it's not that they have to move to live. It's just that, oh, <laughs> that they. Sink. I thought it. I thought that jellyfish had to always be moving. Or well, jellyfish do always move, but that's just because they're carried by the current of the ocean, I believe. Mm. And octopi just do whatever the heck they want they can hide under rocks those are crazy they are crazy i was talking about the sea the other day don't you remember don't you remember i said i was driving (laughs) you sound like you're about to sing a sea shanty to me or something (laughs) i was talking about the sea the other day Um, don't you remember don't you remember though i i was like i was driving home and it occurred to me that blue whales were just like swimming around yeah why the other day you're just like do you ever think about how many blue whales there are I just think it's crazy. Like they're the biggest animal that there ever was and uh-huh, is, uh-huh. and they just—they're just vibing. And we don't even know, like. Are they endangered? Probably because yeah. they're huge. Everything that's big is. Seems like every animal is endangered. Yeah, well, we've There's been killing the Earth for thousands. I know of years, it sucks. So. Um, I just think it's crazy how much of the ocean that like, like we literally don't know anything about, and yeah. like octopi are just one of those things where you're like. Right. If we saw that kind of stuff on land. Right. Oh. Dude, yeah. You're like, ah, nope, nope, yeah, nope. Absolutely yeah, absolutely not. Yeah. Anyway, um, so they uh, get all that food. They have very excited, cute faces. They, they're they like, yeah. <gasps> like, look at each other. And they're just like, you know, snacking down. Um, and Squidward, uh, they recognize that uh, one's a club member, always a club member. And he's about to dig in when he... Uh, uh, makes a mistake. He makes a mistake. He uh, speaks the conscious name in vain. Mm-hmm. Squidward, are you questioning the authority of the magic conch? The conch is the one who gave us this banquet. This copyrighted conch is the cornerstone of our organization. 
Maybe he's not a brother. <laughs> you guys have it all wrong. I love this piece of plastic. Uh, hello there. Magic Conch, I was wondering, uh, should I have the spaghetti or the turkey? Neither. Oh, then how about the soup? I don't think so. Could I have anything to eat? No. No? What do you mean, no? I'm starving here. Here, let me try. Magic Conch, could Squidward have some of this yummy, delicious, super terrific sandwich? No. Hmm. Could I have this yummy, delicious, super terrific sandwich? Yes. All right! <laughs> Sorry, Squidward. I think it's funny because while it's Lord of the Flies, it's also like weirdly religious. <laughs> Maybe he's not a brother. <laughs> It's, so good. it's like he says it as if it suggests something more than just like that he doesn't want to be a part of the club or something. Right, you know? right. Yeah. Yeah. So is this based on Lord of the Fly? Like, based on the description we read from Wikipedia earlier, it feels like this is the point of the story where half the group it wants to destroy the conch because they have no respect for the authority yeah. that it represents. Is that correct? Right. But I think, like, towards the end, there's this realization. And that's what I think we'll probably watch that or listen to yeah, that, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh -huh. But there's this realization that, like, even when you maybe disagree or disbelieve, mm. it's better to be a part of the group. Mm. Interesting. Oh, yeah. Culty. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Well, I thought the scene was funny, uh, other than all yeah, that no, it is funny. stuff. It's good. Uh, and that was my favorite line that I was referencing earlier. The maybe he's not a maybe brother. Maybe he's not a brother. <laughs> is like the funniest line. But that wasn't the line, because earlier you said, we're not on the same wavelength, dog. Oh, because I think I wasn't talking about a line. I just I was talking oh. about a concept. Oh, what, what was the concept? The the divide. Oh. Um, yeah. Nice. That's it. That's pretty cool. Um, a couple notes. Copyrighted conch is funny. Um, in his vacuum mouth. Always makes me yeah. laugh very hard. You have any other thoughts before we finish this episode? No. Fine. Anyone there? <laughs> Hello? Hello? <gasps> Do you folks need some help? I'm saved! You don't know how happy I am to see you. I have been stranded out here for weeks with, with, with these two barnacle heads and their magic conch shell. Magic conch shell? You mean like this? The Magic Conch! A club member! My conch told me to come save you guys! Hooray for the Magic Conches! Alright, Magic Conch! What do we do now? Oh, hell, a magic conch, baby. Mm -hmm. Look, here's my thoughts. I like this episode. There's some incredible bangers of yeah. quotes. and Stand the test of time. Yeah, moments that have stood the test of time. It's one of the most probably uh, memorable episodes of season three. Mm -hmm. um, and I really like it. I'm going to give it a three and a half out of five. Not because I don't like it, but it's just Weird. not close to my favorite. But I see that you've labeled this clip 
week ending lol and i <laughs> i wasn't gonna say it out loud but I yeah really i do think it's disagree. a little bit of a week ending well i'm glad so that's why i'm gonna give you the final word i want you to talk to us about why you like the ending. i think that this ending uh-huh. has stuck with me okay because it's that same idea of like he doesn't believe in it at all yeah but I guess he watches it right. and work, right. quote unquote, or right. other people buy into it. And he's like, well, yeah. if I want it, I just have to cave and like believe in mm. it. And I mm-hmm. feel like there's like, I don't think that that's what they were going for, but I feel like it made me. That's why it works, though. Maybe. I just, I feel like that's such a, yeah. a relevant yeah. topic, especially in... Uh, cultures and societies of today mm, mm, mm. you know yeah oh, tell me about so so you're you you like this ending so yeah saying. yeah because uh-huh. it's it's like i think that we all would it would ha- it would be hard to not be squidward right like right because he's supposedly seen all these things happen and other people buy into this idea right and he wants right like the things that they get mm, so he's willing to like yeah yeah, yeah. I don't think that he's wholeheartedly buying in, mm-hmm. but he is like gonna choose to try mm-hmm. or at least mm-hmm. fake it. Yeah, so that's pretty mm-hmm. powerful. I feel like there's lots of stuff like that today. Yeah, yeah, no, that's good. And honestly, you describing that throughout the episode did win me over more. And even as you were like describing it, it I could even already think like, oh, that makes that helps me make sense of the ending more. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, so apologies that you had to see the freaking labels of my audio clips no, <laughs> and see fine. that I, I labeled it. Uh, yeah, it's just normally, ending, normally oh. you don't label things like that. Normally it's like best clip I've ever seen in my freaking life. <laughs> I usually just try to label it something so that I remember what is about to happen oh. in this clip. But. Well, I would say that it's a four and a half out of five for me, which wow. might be the highest I've ever rated. That's really phone, high. So. I think it's so. I'm going like based off of like I remember like yeah, yeah, every scene from this, every line from this. Uh-huh. Like, so you really love this episode. I don't even know that it's a love. It. I just think like, based on the fact that I could quote it line for line, probably uh-huh. Uh-huh. would obviously mean that it's like quite good. Yeah. And mm. and because you know you could show it in class to be honest if you read Lord of the Flies. Yeah. <laughs> would you do it's that? Just a fun ever? day. Yeah. Probably. Oh, I nice. don't teach freshmen, though. Mm-hmm. Typically a freshman book. Okay. Nice. So. Wow. Love it. Well, do you have any other closing thoughts on Lord, uh, not Lord of the Flies? <laughs> uh, Club SpongeBob? Uh, I should read Lord of the Flies again. Yeah. I probably should have reread it before I came on. Whatever movie you were describing that you wanted to watch sounds like exactly Lord of the Flies. Yes, and it's been quoted akin to that. So. Yeah. It's what is ca- it called? It's called, like, Boys. Bo- like boys. The boys? The, no, it's not The Boys. That's the Amazon show. Boys... Oh. Boys it's in Texas making a government. Making a government. What is it called? Yeah, they've talked about it on the slash film cast a lot. Yeah. Boy State. Boy State. Yeah, I really want to watch that. Is that a fictional film or is it a documentary? I want to say it's a documentary, but I actually don't know. So. Mm. Well. Yeah. Cool. Well, four and a I half. I feel like I feel like I'm finally ready to. I I've been wanting to watch it for a while, but. Yeah. Um, with all the political unrest in America, mm, I have right. not been wanting to watch yeah. young boys form a potentially harmful <laughs> yeah. government in Texas. Yeah. So <laughs> it hasn't really been on my like, emotionally available yeah, for yeah, yeah. this. Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. Well, that's Club SpongeBob. Yeah. Um, we will throw it to a quick break right now. And when we come back, we'll whip it to a quick break. 
break. We will whip it to a quick break, and then we'll whip it to My Pretty Seahorse. <laughs> SpongeBob will be right back on Nickelodeon. Introducing Swap and Bop SpongeBob with a motion sensor. Play SpongeBob hits like the fun song. And it's for nose picking, tearing gum, and sand licking here with my best buddy. Or you can swap hats for ripped pants. With a fool who went and ripped his pants. Swap and Bop SpongeBob comes with everything you see here. Or switch him up, SpongeBob. Switch eyes or mouth on SpongeBob's face. Switch pants or nose or hat or teeth or just with dairy any place. Switch him up, SpongeBob comes with everything you see here. Now back to more SpongeBob on Nickelodeon. Ah, springtime in Bikini Bottom. All sea creatures have an innate sense of the seasonal changes. Like the starfish. A quick survey of his environment and he knows that it's spring! The starfish then sheds his winter coat and stores it away safe for winter. <laughs> I better call the doctor, cause I've got spring fever! Good morning, little flowers. Good morning, Squidward. Isn't it a lovely day? Huh. Uh, did you say hello to the flowers yet? Good morning, flowers. Ah! Gosh, I didn't know Squidward had hay fever. I'll do him a kindness and plant some hypoallergenic flowers. We are back with the episode My Pretty Seahorse. This episode was written by Ken Osborne and Paul Tibbet, and also premiered on your birthday when you turned seven. When I turned seven. When you turned seven. For one mistake from being together. What? The song is called 17 Forever by Metro Station. Mm. It's very good. For one mistake from <laughs> being seven. But let's not. <laughs> okay. Uh, the beginning of this episode, I think, is cute. The nature bio is oh. very cute. I mean, obviously, they do that. Like, the, anytime that they have the French narrator, that's a reference to Jacques Cousteau, the yeah. marine biologist yeah. documentary maker. But this one specifically is very, like, you know, you know, na National Geographic, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, <gasps> or, like, those science geez, videos. scared me. Sorry. You just... Remember those? It's, like, in a white room. It's, like... Oh my gosh, yeah. Should I look it up? Yeah. When when they rolled it in and that was going to play. Yeah. What a good day. video meme? I don't even know what. I think it's called Nature Science Documentary White Backgrounds. Um... 90s. Oh my, oh my gosh, what is, is it? Is it the 2000s? Is it? Oh my. Is it <laughs> eyewitness? I, when I Googled it, yeah, it's eyewitness. It said quantum leap. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever I entered was quantum. That's leap. funny. I, we're about okay, to play it okay, after okay, this okay, okay, okay. advertisement oh, for the ads. University of Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I have flooring in The Sims all the time. 
this. Dude, it's so good. That was something else. Oh my gosh, the next uh, video is an eyewitness video on octopuses. Pot pie. Uh, we can. Oh, he's naked. Sorry, I was pulling up a clip of. Oh my god. No, that's a weird frame of Squidward. (laughs) Doesn't matter, listeners. It's it's fine. Um, Okay, Uh, what do you think of the beginning of this episode? It's good. It's Um, good. Have we gotten the part? Oh, he hasn't started planting yet. Do Do you want to just get into that? Yeah. I'm not taking my eyes off you. Three days later. Hey, SpongeBob. Hi, Patrick. How does this keep happening? Hi. She's beautiful. Magnificent seahorse. I shall tame her. Who knows what we can accomplish? Because of her mysterious behavior, I have decided to name her Mystery. Hmm. Now that I think about it, she's also very graceful and majestic. Perhaps I should name her Grace or Majesty or Debbie. All right, Debbie, what did you think of this scene? Um, well, with the planting, right? Uh, last summer during quarantine or like mm-hmm. stay at home, mm-hmm. I got really into these three plants that I had. Yeah, you did a lot of planting. I think I checked on those plants several times a day. Mm-hmm. I just, especially my flowers. Yeah, oh yeah, my yeah. God. They're all dead sitting on our I porch. I did now. for sure forget about them before the first frost. <laughs> so they just. They died. all died. Um, yeah. Do you think if you got a sun hat and overalls like SpongeBob here, you'd get more into. Planting flowers? Well, here's the thing. It's like... Oh, frick. Here's the thing. I go through so many phases. In the yeah. time that you've known me, yeah. I've gone through a lot of, like... Yeah. Sometimes my hobby idea lasts for a couple hours. It's true. But I've spent... You got really into coloring? Yep, but I've spent really $100 on it. <laughs> yeah. But I've, I've immediately lost interest when it comes yeah. time to do the hobby. We're we're doing my hobby right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I think, I don't know. I what do, do you think, Morgan? I, I like plants. You like plants. I also, I've just been so lazy. I've been taking mm. care of everything else. And I'm like, uh. Taking care of, what does that mean? Like my job and stuff. And mm. I'm just like, mm. I just want to come home and sit on the couch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to be the vegetable. Yeah. Mm. Plant yourself. Fair enough. Okay. uh, Two thoughts. Yeah. Three. Two thoughts and uh, an accusation. Two truths and a lie. Um, One, I noticed that the the watering can is fully painted, which Mm -hmm. I just thought was very cute uh, and charming, um, which are synonyms. Um, And then, but not really. Yeah, not really. As I said that, I was like, that joke's not going to fly with Morgan. <laughs> They're not really cin- cin- cinnamon. Um, but I, because I noticed last week the painted Krabby Patties, it doesn't matter. But I just, I had the thought, oh, they're doing that in this season. They're doing more. Paintings aren't just close-ups or backgrounds. Anyway, uh-huh. they can move. Um, but two, uh, the galloping as mm. uh, mystery is just floating is so yeah. good. It's yeah. so funny. Yeah. They didn't have to do that, but it works so well. It's yeah. so effective. Yeah. You know? Um, 
Okay, now, two truths and a lie. No, two observations and an accusation. Yeah. Maybe you saw this in my notes, but I have written down... So this episode's about horses. Yeah. It's about a horse. Which I have, and, I have a couple things to say about. And I wouldn't say that you're a horse girl. No. But... You're oddly really into horses. <laughs> I like horses and video games. So okay, and so here's here's what I had in my notes. I wrote down as I was watching this. Morgan needs to explain her stupid freaking horse games. Okay, it's but called... first, no, no, wait, wait, wait. Before you even say that, I always go through old commercials for. I try to find old find ads them? for SpongeBob. I don't know if this is the one, but I go through a lot of commercials from two thousand one okay. through four. Because I have, um, and I, have I came two across games that are this everything. Barbie horse adventures, a new game on PlayStation. She's two. nodding for the listener. Yeah, I played this game. <laughs> Those graphics are so bad. These are everything. She's like, this game was so hard. This game was so hard. That was great. We rescued them. Barbie horse adventures. Barbie horse adventures available. Okay, first of all. Okay, so I. BTS. Dang it. So close. So I have heard about this freaking Barbie horse adventure so many times. Okay, well, what is it? Um, Barbie horse adventure was really, really good. Yeah. I played it all the time at my friend Kristen's house. And. It's actually hard. Yeah, I, I yeah. we rented it from Family Video one time, and uh-huh. I was like so frustrated because uh-huh. Chris and I were like take turns off and on, and yeah. I honestly like to watch her play it more because yeah, yeah, I yeah. had an older brother, so I just yeah. liked watching people play. Video Did your games. town have a Family Video growing up? Yeah. Oh, fun. Um, anyway, so you play this game. It wasn't Family Video. It was something. It's called oh, something else. Okay, I don't so remember what it was. Did. But anyway, oh, okay. the one that I uh-huh. always played and yeah. still want to this day right. is Let's Ride Silver Buckle Sables. Gosh. Oh my god, it's such a good game. Anybody, I swear, anyone what is out it called? there, let's, let's ride. ride silver buckle sables. Anybody out there listening, if you played that game, you mm-hmm. need to comment how good it was. Right into Sponge at SpamRobots.com. Oh my god, there it is. Is this? I'm trying to find uh, an actual commercial for one. I've never seen a commercial it. for this game. It probably never was advertised because this it is was like so much the fun. most obscure. I would just. No, it's not obscure at all. Ah, is somebody playing it? That's yeah. so funny. Should I look it up on eBay right now? Oh my god. What, what's it called again? Let's, let's ride. Ride. Let's buckle. Let's ride. Silver. Silver. Buckle. Buckle. Stable. Stable. Unstable. It was so good. You got to like. Oh. Uh, PS2 12. That's honestly expensive for a. No, because Dark Fairy's like forty nine dollars. Fair enough. The Neopets game. Why are the Why do these vary so much in price? I see one for twelve dollars, for five dollars, well, for ten dollars. If you recall, we've ordered games that haven't worked. True. Should I, always, I Should I buy it right now? I always should we just look end on it? Amazon because I don't I don't trust. You don't trust what? Well, eBay. I would I would trust eBay more than Amazon. Why would Amazon be selling old PS two games? What's it called? Let's buckle oh unstable. Let's so look at there it is. <laughs> it's the first suggestion. Um, PlayStation be? Two. Uh, only one left in stock. It doesn't have a price. What? That's a cart. Let's just see what it Never does. Never seen that. Ninety-four. Oh, you have total twenty-four dollars. Yeah. Yeah, it's not worth that. Whatever. Maybe we'll buy it after. I mean, we have the Bratz Forever Diamonds game, so... And you, you're playing that a lot, huh? I think I've almost beat it. I'm on the last level. 
Are these games good, Morgan? Let's Ride Super Buckle Stables was so fun and is still good. It honestly is fun to play it as like a multiplayer game because oh, really? when you go to the competitions, uh-huh. it oh god, there's nothing more satisfying. So I would only I didn't get the game until like a year after, uh-huh. or like six months. Or something. I don't know. I got it for Christmas, but uh-huh. Kristen, all they always got every single game like right when it came out. They had PlayStation games stacked higher than me, right? Which we measured, and there's a picture of That's it. That's crazy. Um, it's a lot of PlayStation games. But basically, I would only ever play it at her house. Yeah. And I eventually consistently beat her at yeah. every competition, which is kind of like, ooh, like uh-huh. I don't even own the game and I'm beating ooh. you. So Was that the end of your friendship? No. Mm, nice. Anyway, <laughs> before I got my own Nintendo Switch, my friend Garrett had one and I played Zelda a <gasps> oh lot. God. And I Morgan so all the horses. time was like, was a stupid game. Yeah. This game's stupid. Why do you play it all the time? Uh-huh. And then she saw me ride a horse once and she was like, can I play it? Yeah. And let me tell you, um, I th- you can have what, five horses? Yeah. Yeah. So I have five horses and of course I've named them all after, after members BTS of BTS. Members, yeah. yeah. My favorite horse is Jungkook. Mm-hmm. He's the fastest and strongest, which is accurate, I think, to real life. So I'm curious genuinely if people enjoy the the random topics that we talk about. Because of the the chemistry, or if they're like, I thought this was a SpongeBob podcast. It is the SpongeBob podcast, and I feel bad that sometimes. <laughs> no, no, you don't need to feel bad. Well, when we had a movie podcast, oh, we would yeah. do the we same do thing, this. and we I felt just... I didn't feel bad about that because like, right. well, it's just our personalities. But I'm like, uh-huh. oh yeah, this is a focus. Like, Th- this is probably the content. least focus on SpongeBob I've been in. in you got me excited episode. about horse video games. Yeah, no, I, none of it's your fault. It's entirely my fault. So anyway, you're you're really into horses. Is the point that I'm getting in video at. games? Yeah, mm-hmm. and I and I like to. I've only ever ridden a horse as like a trail horse. Oh really? I never ridden not, a horse. It's not really riding a horse. Yeah, if it just follows the trail. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're not the only one that's really into horses. Because SpongeBob is, too. Yeah. Do you see that transition? Loved it. Um, so, I don't know why, but him saying, or Debbie, was very funny to me. Very it made me cute. laugh very hard when I was watching like this. Like zebra cakes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Little Debbie. Little Debbie. Uh, and then um, I had in my notes, I noticed immediately, SpongeBob is not holding his hand out flat. I thought at first, like, is, is she going <laughs> to bite his, like, hand? I love the meme, Can by I the way. Can I tell them? Yeah, do it. What I make you do? Oh, I well, I guess I don't know what you're gonna say now. What? <laughs> oh, the you melatonin. Yeah, so Sam often like we take melatonin at night. Now I just do because right. the one I the only one left in the store was too strong. Uh-huh. But um, it's just funny because I always make Sam like feed it to me. I don't yeah. know how else to say it. It's not like a thing. It's just like he plops in my mouth. Yeah, and. What did I, I don't know when it started, but I started but, holding it out flat so yeah. you wouldn't bite my hand off. So I think I did that because what I thought you were going to say. I love the meme that's like, remember when you buy a horse girl a drink, hold the beer out with your palm flat, <laughs> so she just <laughs> bite your hand off. So good. So but anyway, good. so SpongeBob brings his cute little journal, his nature yeah. journal. I love how into nature SpongeBob he's, is. He's it comes on vacation, very much. honestly. Like it's me in the summer. Like I'm just a. I don't know if he's on vacation. He's just he's he just loves nature. Person in the in the warm weather. Is he is or you are? I am. You are. Okay. So I was I'm gonna related. say I don't think that SpongeBob is radically I'm relating different. To it. He just loves, you know, jellyfish, giant clams, yeah. land squirrels, mm. etc. Um, so he's just stoked to find a random horse in Bikini Bottom. Um and then as he's he's going and and holding the, the book up and we get three different cuts 
of the horse of, of mystery thinking about eating it. Um, and on the third cut back to SpongeBob's face, very he's wearing tense. a mustache. Very Harry Potter. And it made me laugh so hard. Yeah, What's very Harry really Potter? Uh, like when he's the hippogriff. Yeah, yeah, scene. yeah. It's just not very Harry Potter. It's I just, just a horse. I just think of it because there's, lots of, there's about... lots of cuts between them. That's why right. I thought of it. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Um, so anyway, the mustache made me laugh very hard. <laughs> very and then funny. I just love the very like 1970s music where he's just mm. freaking stoked. Um, why... Why is that? What is, what is the shape of the hat store supposed to be? When I was a kid, I thought it was supposed to be a bomb. But now I'm like, surely not. Is it supposed to be like a fishing lure? What are you talking about? The hat store that they go to and then eventually Patrick goes to at the end of this. Oh. It's like a big circle. Uh-huh. It's round and it has a huge rope coming off of it. You know I what see, I mean? I have to see a is it a bobber? I have to see a picture of it. I can't remember. That. I'll pull it up. I did say when you asked me about this episode that store. this was the one that I... Didn't like as much. Yeah, right. That's why I brought up the uh, horse video games oh, to give you something no, to talk about. I think it's a helmet, like a scuba diver helmet. Think so? Why would there be a string on it then? Oxygen? I don't know. Could don't be a bomb, it. though. See, that's what I thought. Or it's a bobber. That's my guess, but then why would it be metal? I don't know. It just, part of me thinks it's not anything. Because it's not it could be a distinguishable tadpole. enough, but could be a tadpole. A ta- a le- you think it's a living organism? Like two eyes on the side of a mouth no, and it's, then a tiny body. With all due respect, there's no. I know way it's that not it's a, living, but uh, let's see what the SpongeBob Wiki thinks. The store is shaped like a pink bomb. Yeah, that's not. Huh. No offense, but that's not helpful. I don't know. I don't know what. Uh, Maybe it's just I just I want to say it's not anything, but it's so specifically shaped that I'm like, why did they draw it that way? Anyway, maybe I'm missing something. I I don't I don't think that you are. Hmm. You're not missing anything, babe. Hmm. It's all right. Hey 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 hey. Just <laughs> <laughs> kidding. Nay nay. Oh my god. We snaw. Yeah. Okay, well then... We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Okay. <laughs> Did you like that nonverbal communication we just had? Um, okay, so uh, this next scene, occasionally SpongeBob episodes will do this where I don't know if it's on purpose, but there's like a, one staple between both shorts that I'm like, was that intentional that like this happens in both episodes? And in this one, it's rare that we see this, but in both episodes we see SpongeBob um, on his bike. I, I meant Squidward. What the? Hey, Squidward! Still riding to work on a machine, I see. Don't say anything, Squidward. Remember your karma. What? Oh. Now you wait out here until I'm done with work. See you at the end of my shift. Hey, look! Mr. Krabs put in a kitty ride! Why don't you try it out? I can't find the coin slot! Here it is! me customers! That's not a monster, Mr. Krabs. It's a horse. She's my friend. Her name is Mystery. You're a mystery, SpongeBob. Ah! 
get rid of it. Please, Mr. Krabs, let her stay. She won't hurt nobody no how. It's either you or Mystery. I knew I should have named her Debbie. Okay, so uh, Squidward, it's just... I just love the evolution of his character. Not evolution, but just the fleshing out that evidently he is um, into, like, karma. <laughs> you know? Right. I just thought that was very funny. Well, it makes sense. He's, like, into yoga and all that stuff. True. I don't know if we ever see him doing yoga, do we? Well, he just takes interpretive dance, dance and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Um, and then SpongeBob's line, still riding a machine, I see. I just thought it was... Classic. Very funny. Which I love it very like much. like the inverse, you know? Of what? Like, people what? stopped using horses when they got machines. Oh, cars, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's kind of funny. But again, SpongeBob's love for nature, that's what I'm talking about. There's so many episodes where he just, like, becomes one with nature and yeah. he just geeks out about it. Like, yeah. the one where he goes naked and lives in, in the wilderness and stuff like that, you know? It's all itchy. Oh, yeah. Oh, why am I all itchy? And then he's yeah. just covered in uh, sea urchins. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, uh, and then it's the exact same joke as in the episode Jellyfishing, where uh, Squidward is biking <laughs> and then falls um, off a cliff and then explodes into a, a mushroom I do, cloud. I just love, which like is very he's funny. like a poisonous octopus. It just explodes. Is that why? No. Okay. Um, it does make me think of Unwind, though. Which is... Long story short, um, in this dystopian world, you mm. can become a clapper where mm. your blood is changed out for like explosive. Huh. And when you clap your hands together, you explode and what destroy everything. Yeah. Check it out. Unwind, Neil Shusterman. Unwind, wind. Um, and then we get a second explosion. Um, I always thought, even when I was a kid, I always thought this joke feels a little bit beneath SpongeBob, but it is quite funny. It always made me laugh very hard. Did you get the joke? What joke? The kitty ride. Yeah. I don't know where to put the coin or whatever. I don't know where the coin goes. Then they don't show it. They don't show it. You just hear boing. Yeah. And then uh, Mystery does not like it. No. But then, so yeah, I don't know how to feel about the joke. But it made me laugh when I was a kid. But again, when I, even when I was a kid, I was like, this feels like a joke from Billy and Mandy. This doesn't feel like a SpongeBob yeah. oh joke. Oh my gosh, but... Billy and Mandy. Wow. <laughs> what was the... Zim, Invader Zim. Invader, oh yeah, oh. it could be in that. That one, that's a dark show. Yeah, anyway. Cartoon Network, couldn't watch it. Nope, Invader Zim was on Nickelodeon. But, Dang. um, sorry. Um, but then they immediately, like, I just, their voices are so funny. Like, uh, it just, it makes me think it's the same voice that's, you trying to kill us? Yeah. I can't even remember what episode that's from, but. I love it. Um, but yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, were you ever forced to get rid of a pet, Morgan? No. All right. But it does make me think of, like, when you bring, like, a worm inside. Oh, like, yeah. In kindergarten, in kindergarten you right. keep it in your pocket, and they'd be like, don't do that. Oh, and yeah. you'd be dead. Mm. Yeah. That's all? Yeah. Poggers. Or any, like a frog. Any other, any other thoughts on this scene, Morgan? No. What? Cool. You wit, you what? Okay, so, um. He tries to hide him. He tries to hide him. Tries to hide him, and it's not working. Yeah. But uh, so I don't have a clip of this because it's it's uh, not it's it's a non it's it's a not it's a it's a visual scene. Mm-hmm. Um, the he's like, uh, oh mystery. Um, you just have to wait oh, here yeah. until. Um, oh, I'll just keep you here. Keep, I'll, he says verbatim. I'll just keep you back here until Patrick finishes that stable. I asked him to build. And then we smash cut to Patrick with a board nailed into his forehead. Mm-hmm. Just very funny, very memed now. Oh, 
I I still see it today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we saw SpongeBob. There's no ghosts. Oh. In case you've forgotten, here's how things work. I order the food, you cook the food, then the customer gets the food. We do that for 40 years, and then we die. Sounds like a pretty good deal to me. What do you say? Yeah, yeah, I hear you, Squidward. I'll be right back. What's that? Don't tell Mr. Krabs. I've got it all under control. Now then, you were saying? Just get my order. You got it, Squidward. Ah, ghosts. Mystery, you ate my hat. <gasps> Mystery, you ate my spatula. You ate all the Krabby Patties. You ate the stove. You ate old man Jenkins. I don't want to be a burden. Folks, we have a minor situation going on in the kitchen. Where's our food? I'm so hungry. This is my only lunch hour. Where's old man Jenkins? Take it easy. The food's no good here anyway. Squidward, what's going on in here? Why don't you go ask Cow Bob Ranch Pants and his faithful companion, Sir Eats a Lot? SpongeBob, what's the meaning of all these nicknames? David H. Jones! Mystery got a bellyache from eating Krabby Patties, so I made her a bicarbonate of soda. <laughs> what did I miss? <laughs> Cutie. <laughs> I don't want to be a burden. <laughs> That's my very line of this episode. That's pretty good. Yeah, I know. Yeah. What do you think of this scene, Morgan? Uh, I is this the we snuff scene? Uh, yes. So immediately after this, um, SpongeBob or Mr. Cub's like, "What's the meaning of this?" Um, and he tells him he's like, "You didn't get ri- like rid of the horse like I asked you to," or maybe it's right before this. I can't remember. It's like I can hear him. But yeah. he's like, "What was that?" And he's we like, saw, "I was just saw. working on my impression of uh, mystery." Um, I think it is before that clip. Yeah. Uh, so then he says, "We snot," and he says, "Well, keep working on it." That yeah. was terrible. And I, I, when we were watching it, I, I looked at you and went, <gasps> yeah. I say that all the time. You because say we snuck quite a bit. I've said it for so long that I think I've, I forgot you where forgot it came from, from yeah. which actually happens to me a lot. I'm yeah. Like, oh, that's from something? Right. But, wow. Yeah, it was yeah. crazy. Pretty crazy. Um, there's some really funny dialogue in this scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, so SpongeBob is kind of going crazy. Because he's like, where are the Krabby Patties going? Well, for one, uh, he gives him the order, Mystery eats it. <laughs> and Squidward is like, uh, uh, Spongebob, where, where's the food? And he's like, oh, did you check underneath the tray? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I didn't. I just, the like, very dry reading of that I thought was very funny. Yeah. But then Spongebob's freaking out. And he's like, maybe the Krusty Krab is haunted. Um, and I just love the line read on Spongebob. There's no, there's no ghosts here. And Spongebob just goes, oh. Like he's like, yeah. oh, well, that's, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then the rest of the scene, it's just there's just so many funny little lines. Uh, Where's old man Jenkins? And I love Squidward. I like, boss. calm down. The food's not even good here anyway. Right. <laughs> like he just hates the crusty. I like so the much. the teacher or the nurse or whoever. Yeah. Who's like, this is my only lunch hour. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somebody. Uh huh. Yeah, it is very funny. So anyway, um, so from here. Uh, Mr. Krabs just has to sit down with SpongeBob. It's very much like an adult talking with a kid. Like you can't keep this wild animal, yeah. you know. Um, trying to like help them accept it and understand why it's for the best, etc. Yeah. Um, there's a kind of a uh 
I don't want to say like an eye roll joke. That's too negative. But the 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 onion joke is just <laughs> yeah. you know they three times onions appear and cause a character to to cry <laughs> for no reason. Right. Uh, but the onions. Um. So anyway. Um. Yeah. Mr. Krabs talks to him and, and finally gets SpongeBob on the same page that he's got to say goodbye to yeah. Mystery. Okay, girl, you're free to go. I can't keep you anymore. <laughs> I know it's hard for you to understand, but Mr. Krabs is right. You belong in the wild. Well, what are you waiting for? Can't you see I don't watch anymore? <laughs> Just get out of here, you stupid, dumb animal. <laughs> Well, she's gone, and I'll never see her again. It's okay, son. You did the proper thing. She's free now, and we have no right to separate that wild animal from its natural habitat. Hey, Mr. Krabs, looks like old Mystery had an after-dinner salad. Get that horse! Okay, so I know that I'm going to sound overly critical on this episode, but I this this episode and the last one just like didn't have me laughing through the entire episode as much as like maybe a typical SpongeBob episode yeah. does, but still really like them. But this episode specifically rewatching it i was like this was all worth it for the ending because this has one of the funniest <laughs> endings of any spongebob episode ever it's so funny it's so understated oh. and so smart how it's written you um so yeah, get out of here can't you see i don't want you anymore this is an example of a thing that's like a tv slash movie trope that comes from a specific thing this yeah. is lassie right right um but I learned this trope from SpongeBob, like, and then I saw it in other things, and it wouldn't be for many I years. I learned that... this trope from Fox and the Hound, which, oh, really? First of all, that's a sad broke movie. My literal heart. <laughs> yeah. I I watched it like every day after preschool. I think what it tells heck? a lot about who I am as a person today. <laughs> and yeah. then Airbud, I cried watching Airbud. Yeah, Airbud has the exact same oh ending. Oh my god! As it's like Airbud's actually like so sad though, uh, like. Oh, Airbud. The whole premise hinges upon. Technically, it's not in the rules that a dog can't play. Basketball. <laughs> yeah, and that adults would be like, "Well, all right, <laughs> all right, <laughs> yeah." Uh, but anyway, so that's cute and funny in its own right. But it's so freaking funny. Like when I was a kid, I laughed so hard. Hey, get out of here, you big dumb animal! And and Patrick, pa- and Patrick walking up. <laughs> With zero expression on his face, he just leaves, and he just turns around and slowly <laughs> leaves. You know, and then and then we get like a um an ending that's you know more typical cartoon fare. Like looks like mystery had a little snack. Whoa, get and back here, mystery! And they run off, you know, into the distance. It's greens salad. Right, right, right. But just like I. I just mean like in the sense of like it ends with the characters like oh no a thing happened and then right. they run and music starts playing, but. And they did not have to do this for us. They didn't have to go this hard. Yeah. The very subtle, quiet fade back. The music starts playing again. The like Western music. And for no reason, we just watch Patrick walk and just 
bump into the doorframe of the hat store repeatedly. And when I was a kid, the first time I saw this episode and every time after, I freaking lost my mind every time. Like ribs hurting, laughing so hard. So it's anyway, good every time. It is good every time. It's so funny. So it unexpected. Really anyway, so I think I'd give this four out of five. Yeah, I, like it. I think I think this would be my three and a half. Really? That's why. Yeah. I mean, again, good meme content. Yeah. It is memorable, but not as memorable. As, right. Well, maybe I should give it a four because apparently I've said we snaw since I was seven. Right. Right. So I guess a four, yeah. We snaw. Yeah. We it's pretty specific. Snaw. The other thing that you could get it. Well, actually, never mind. Dude, freaking Morgan here has never sat through It's a Wonderful Life, everybody. I've always fallen asleep. Yeah. Or I've just started reading a book. <laughs> yeah. So, so anyway, um, but I loved it. So listeners. So this is very true. You didn't read that. Uh, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I forgot to say the, this. When, when Squidward... Squidward's line read of. Here's how it goes, SpongeBob. Uh-huh. You cook the food. I, what does he say? Give the food, yeah, deliver bring the food. The, food to the, the customer. customer. Oh yeah, I, I yeah, I can't. Whatever it is. But it sounded so much like Bugs Life to me. Yeah. I'm surprised that you caught that note because I, I, part of me was like, Morgan's not gonna know because you're just not super into like animated movies like oh, me. Oh, I played Hound, the I guess, video but... game, and of course, I'm a socialist for a reason, Sam. <laughs> for Bugs Life. Do you know the scene? Uh, well, I I where, know Bugs Life. Where I he, just where he's you're talk- normally not huge on animated movies. Where so he's I'm just... talking about how if they if they all rise up if they start to right. band together right. then we get smashed. Right, 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 right. Just yeah. saying. Uh huh. Because he's like, if they figure out that they can work together, right. yeah, yeah. But specifically, so this but note, I will say, Ants had a better video game. Oh my gosh. I Ants, actually never Ants played. Ants was a worse movie, but the, the video game okay, good. was Thank really you. good. Yeah, yeah. There's just, there's been a resurgence of people, these contrarians on the internet. Ants is actually a better movie. I'm just like, I'm not, oh. not going to have any of it. Yeah. I'm not going to argue that Bugs Life is Pixar's best movie, but I think that it's a little bit underrated now, uh-huh. and it's better than Ants. Goodness gracious. Yeah. Um, but anyway, there's a speech where he's like, here's the deal. You get the food. Uh-huh. We eat the food. You Live another day or something like yeah. that, you know. But the intonation is so similar. Yeah. So I can't help but wonder. I doubt that the writers had that in mind, but it makes me think that um, Squidward's voice actor, like, un, like, knowingly, subconsciously, like. Right. Anyway. I like this episode. So, listeners, thank you for listening today. Thank you for yeah. joining us. I hope that you enjoyed me and Morgan's little escapades into everything mm-hmm. unspongebob related. Horse girl games. Horse girl games, yeah. So. Eyewitness. Um, Sorry if you didn't like it, but come back next week and, you know, we'll talk more SpongeBob. Yeah. But I think that you probably did. Uh, and if you did enjoy this, hold your hand out flat. Um, or no, w- wait, you, we w- will hold our hand out flat and you'll come back for more. Yeah. The, the analogy doesn't Our really hands work. are out flat. Wait our hands are out. Back. If you're a brother... <laughs> Maybe he's not a brother. <laughs> anyway, uh, Morgan, I'm going to have you back on a lot more this season. Okay. Um, and I don't remember when I'll have you on next, but it, it won't be long from now. But until then, what do you have to say to the listeners? And any other thoughts on SpongeBob before we go? Um, Listeners, let me know if you played that horse game, Let's Ride Silver Buckle Stables, or the Barbie <laughs> Adventure game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, if you played the Barbie Secret Agent game. Oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. 
SpongeBob and... thoughts? Y- yeah, SpongeBob uh, thoughts. Got any? It was good. It was fun to watch while we ate dinner. Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. Shouts out to pizza that we yeah. had for dinner. And please, listeners, join us next week for the episodes Just One Bite and The Bully. Morgan, what's your favorite Just line from Just One Bite? The you like Krabby Patties. Don't eat Squidward. <laughs> I say that to you a lot, You too. do quite often. Okay. Thank you, everybody. See you next week. Bye. Oh, why must every 11 minutes of my life be filled with misery? Why? Oh, cheer up, Squid. It could be worse. Yeah, you could be bald and have a big nose. <laughs>